Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So too often, we don't talk about the worst things that have happened to us. It's too humiliating, we're too scared, we think we'll break down and never recover, or we think we're the only one and that no one would understand. And that's because trauma isn't neat and tidy. There are no nice, neat, traumatic packages wrapped up with a bow. Instead, trauma is messy and confusing. And even if we want to talk about it, we might not know what to say or how to say it. But to make matters worse, when the natural healing process gets stuck, the result is PTSD. And the heart of PTSD is avoidance, turning away from anything that reminds us of the trauma. And that includes talking about it. A vicious cycle ensues. But think about this. Trauma often occurs person to person. Assault, rape, crime, violence, atrocities of war, mass shootings, and even traumas that aren't strictly interpersonal, like natural disasters or medical emergencies, still unfold in a social context. For example, how others react to your trauma can chart your course toward recovery or struggle. So for example, getting an initial response of blame, criticism, or denial rather than belief and support, builds a big old speed bump on the road to recovery. But the other side of the coin is true too. Just as trauma happens person to person, much of the healing also happens person to person through acts as simple as talking. Of course, everyone deals with trauma differently, and far be it for me to judge how someone copes. Venting, complaining, or ruminating, for example, may be necessary at times. But some ways of talking about trauma can supercharge recovery, bringing faster relief. So even though it's hard, there are a million reasons to talk about trauma. Whether with one heart-to-heart conversation or many ongoing discussions over time, this week, here are six reasons to talk about trauma. Reason number one is to get support. Scroll through the news and you'll get an instant primer on trauma in all its forms, War-related violence, sexual assault against people of all genders, child abuse, domestic violence, near-death experiences, school shootings, natural disasters. Think of it as the worst collection of 31 flavors ever. Now, trauma was once thought to be as rare as chicken's lips. Indeed, just a couple of decades ago, even mental health professionals defined trauma as an event, quote, outside the range of usual human experience. But that was before a landmark 1995 study found that 61% of American men and 51% of American women had experienced at least one trauma. That study turned on its head the notion that human traumas are few and far between. Instead, we might even say it's the norm. Now, while that might be true, trauma still isn't something most people feel comfortable advertising. Therefore, a solution for many people is a survivor's group. Survivor's groups can be some of the best ways to find understanding and empathy. And if you're simultaneously in recovery from substance abuse, groups like AA and NA are brimming with fellow trauma survivors. But support doesn't have to come from an organized group. It can come from family, friends, a hotline volunteer, or a mental health professional. But there is something about a group of people who have been through a similar experience that can feel like the freshest of air. As Dr. Judith Herman, distinguished psychiatrist and author of the landmark book Trauma and Recovery, writes, quote, trauma isolates, the group 
recreates a sense of belonging. Trauma shames and stigmatizes. The group bears witness and affirms. Trauma degrades the victim. The group restores her humanity. So call it validation, understanding, being seen, or empathy. But whatever it is, talking with someone, or many someones, who get it, slices away the cobwebs of isolation. Reason number two, to make sense of what happened. To process a trauma essentially means to make sense of it, because trauma doesn't make sense. It's a jumble of emotions and physical reactions and questioning yourself. It's unspeakable, more of a roar than words. Therefore, turning the unspeakable into language is necessary to make sense of the trauma. So talking to your therapist, trusted friends or family, or interestingly, your journal is a great place to start and continue your processing. Indeed, talking doesn't necessarily mean speaking out loud. Sometimes having your pen do the talking is the most powerful way to harness your voice. So reason number three to talk about trauma is to know that you are more than your trauma. Sometimes a trauma becomes the defining event in one's life. There's life before the assault, the accident, or the war, and then there's an entirely different life after. And psychologists call the degree to which people define themselves by their trauma event centrality. And an interesting study out of UNC Charlotte found that centrality of a trauma can be both a bad sign and a good sign. It's a bad sign when the trauma overwhelms your identity. Just as sometimes people with chronic illnesses become, quote, professional patients, some trauma survivors' lives are defined solely by their trauma. But centrality can be a good sign when survivors integrate the event into their identity. It becomes a part of who they are. It made them who they are today. The trauma is central to their lives, but they've become a victor rather than a victim. Reason number four, to get a reality check. Trauma turns our understanding of the world upside down. We think it's our fault. We think no one can ever be trusted again. We think if anyone gets to know the real us, we'll be abandoned faster than a house built on the San Andreas Fault. But talking about trauma can lay bare these mistaken beliefs. In particular, talking with a therapist about how trauma has changed your worldview can shine a bright light on your assumptions and force you to question them. As in, wait, maybe it was my rapist's fault I got raped, not mine. Wait, maybe getting help doesn't mean I'm weak. And wait, just because it happened once doesn't mean it will happen every time. Reason number six, to make meaning. Like an oyster makes a pearl out of a painful grain of sand, a trauma survivor may make something more meaningful out of trauma. A study in the journal Psycho-Oncology examined 253 women with breast cancer and found, counterintuitively, that those who experienced more cancer-related stress and anxiety at diagnosis were more likely to have grown from the experience six months later. Why? Well, trauma sets in motion forced introspection more than mere annoyances or irritations. People work hard to make sense of it, to figure out what it all means, and to reevaluate what's important to them. Often, trauma sharpens their sense of purpose, reminds them to focus on their family or community, or sets them on a mission to give back, appreciate life, and realize their own strength and resilience. So to wrap things up, think and talk about trauma at your own pace. 
studies on the technique of debriefing, which is assisting people in processing their emotions just a few days after a potentially traumatic experience, has actually been shown to be at best neutral and at worst may even lead to a greater chance of PTSD. So just like any long journey, proceed at your own pace and don't try to go it alone. It may feel like there are a million reasons to stand still and keep silent, but there are millions more to speak the unspeakable and move forward. You're giving me a million reasons. Give me a million reasons. Giving me a million reasons. Thank you for making Savvy Psychologist a part of your life. Remember to give us a call at the Savvy Psychologist voicemail line at 857-529-5650. You can request an episode topic, leave a comment, or just tell us why you love the show. So give us a call. And if you'd like, you could hear your voice on a future episode. That's 857-529-5650. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Beata Santora. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. For all things social anxiety, as well as more of my work, check out ellenhedrickson.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.